Hello, hello. Welcome back to Camp Half Pod. We're your head counselors. I'm Erin, daughter of Athena. And I'm Manasa, daughter of Persephone. This week, we have a very exciting bonus episode because we haven't been able to talk about it, but we got invited to a two to three, I mean, depends on how you look at them, press conferences for the <laughs> Percy Jackson uh, Disney Plus show coming out. Woo! exciting yeah we're uh i feel like the last so when this episode comes out on the on the 14th of december it'll be a week until the show which is so exciting and we're recording this now on the 6th because the press conferences were the 4th and the 6th but we're not allowed to like share about it until the 14th which i will see a little i have seen people on twitter sharing screenshots and i'm like y'all disney's gonna come for you (laughs) (laughs) But we're excited to get to talk about it. And also that we got included on this list somehow to get to go and like hear on Zoom. It was on Zoom. Yeah, they didn't fly us anywhere. No, no, no. (laughs) And um, it was just like a fun experience. It's really cool to see how they do these press tours Mm -hmm. and how much each um, part of the cast has to like promote and talk about their work. Some of them, uh, I feel like, can talk about it for hours, and some people want to yeah. run off. Which, yeah, is, but both are fair, honestly. I understand. I'm both, depending on the topic, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I get it. Well, okay. So to rewind and recap, um, we got approached, I would say, a month ago by mm-hmm. a PR company that is representing this show and Disney Plus for you know they just said very broadly we would love to work with you we we thought um, it was spam at first we thought it was spam yeah we were like who is this we talked to a couple other um podcasters who also got approached and then we heard nothing we told them that we were interested in working with them and then we heard nothing and then Mm -hmm. out of the blue um, we got an email saying that i just like freaked out and i was like aaron we have an email from uh the PR company and they've invited us to a press conference they need our information can we make it on the fourth it's virtual blah 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 we had no other information and then we got an update saying that we were doing we were part of the press junket and we were going to be interviewing um our three main cast listeners don't freak out this did not happen we did not interview <laughs> them <laughs> we had the opportunity to ask questions None of ours got chosen, but that's okay. No, there were like a okay. lot of people there. A lot of very important people were there. Yeah, but, there was like um, <laughs> Rolling Stones and stuff, like a lot of big name out- media outlets. E India was there, like everyone yeah. asked questions. A shout out to Emily, our friend Emily from Monster yeah. Donut got to ask a question and Walker oh. ended up really loving her I mean, the podcast name, asking if it was Mm -hmm. referenced to, you know, the the second book. And it was really cool to hear them interact. And he said that he wanted to listen. So that was pretty cool. It's fun to see that happen to her. Which means maybe he'll listen because you've been on their podcast. Maybe he'll listen to you specifically. And he'll be like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) This is awful. I'm so sorry to have (laughs) ruined this for you. (laughs) 14-year-olds love us actually (laughs) we have evidence (laughs) 
Well, so we got that information about the press junket, and then we got an email because we were then freaking out because press junket. I have uh, my, my friend. We were having dinner, and I told her that we were doing the press junket, and it was kind of giving the vibe that we were going to be interviewing them. And my friend was like, "Yeah, press junket is usually the like breakout rooms where an, a specific media outlet gets five minutes or ten minutes alone mm-hmm. with the actors to interview them." And she was like, "You guys are not qualified to do this." First of all, <laughs> rude. First rude. of all, correct. <laughs> no, 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 no. Rude. <laughs> I'm extremely um, qualified at everything I do. That is true. You were right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we got an, a follow-up email being like, my guess is either we got confused or we got the wrong email or got the wrong information because we got a second email that basically said, we would love for you to join the press junket. Unfortunately, we don't have capacity for you, so we would invite you to join the press conference. And my theory is that someone higher up was doing some cross-references and was like, who the hell is this small-ass podcast taking up time from these actors and then kind of put us back in our correct place? So as if we asked to be in the press junket and they were like actually no we can't fit you in i'm sorry you wanted this like i would love to i would not know (laughs) what to do but i would love it you know i would vibe with it but uh anyway grateful for the opportunities we do have you know yes exactly all right that being said we wanted to talk about the three different press conferences that we went to um Mm -hmm. the first press conference was like the big cast press conference that happened yeah. on Monday. We had Walker, Leah, Arian, John Steinberg, and Dan Schatz. So John Steinberg is the co-creator, showrunner, executive producer, and Dan Schatz is the executive producer. For those who don't know, Walker Scobell is Percy Jackson, Leah Sava Jeffries is Annabeth Chase, and Arian Samhardi is Grover Underwood. So, Aaron, what was your experience at this press conference? It was great, honestly. Even though none of our questions got picked, it was so fun. Um, My first thought, the music. So they asked us to get there like 10 to 15 (laughs) minutes early, and the music in the waiting room was so cool. I was saying in the... we We also have a little Discord for some of the Percy Jackson podcasters and every a lot of people who were invited were all like chatting in there while we were waiting and I was like this feels like I am in line for a Disneyland ride like that is what the music sounded like it, it was giving like when you're in line was, for Rise of the Resistance or something it was so good <laughs> it was pretty it was intense so funny. music yeah it was so intense I was like it is eight o'clock in the morning I do not want to be hearing this right now you were like this is amazing <laughs> No, I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> Ready to go fight some people. I know. But then, of course, like, the, the actual interview started, and they took some questions from people who had, like, put questions in the chat. Um, and it was great. I mean, they're all kids. I, I looked up their ages yeah. afterwards because I was like, Walker looks like five years older than he does in the trailer, um, but he's fourteen now, and so is Leah, and Arian is seventeen. So, they're all kids. They all, I don't know if they've done a ton of press before, so I think it was exciting for them. They all seemed like they were like it is nine a.m. Also, <laughs> I really enjoyed hearing um, uh, the showrunners talk about yeah. the show because it just was very. Um, indicative of people taking the show seriously. So, for example, uh, Dan Schatz talking about 
the just the emotions around the show and like the central mm-hmm. themes and i really liked um the idea he, what did he say he's like it's about a story about hurting people you love and being in a complicated relationship with a parent Ooh, like they get it you know they, they get, get it. what's at the heart of percy jackson Oh, yeah. No, for sure. The kids, I mean, at this point, what Walker said that he's read the series through, I think, five? He said seven times. Seven times. He said seven. I know. What an icon. And I really love Alea. Um, She said that she had not read Percy Jackson before getting the part. And so she had to read the book and in school and she was writing an essay for it and she got to be like i've actually met percy like i can talk about this in my essay which was adorable so cool and she also one of my favorite things i'm just going i feel like i'm not going in order because my notes were very chaotic from it (laughs) but on the topic of like them really getting the series leah also uh was talking about like when they're talking about their things about their characters or things they related or took from their characters she mentioned uh like annabeth's simultaneous like vulnerability and also like i don't know what i don't remember what word she used but essentially like how she's a badass but she's also vulnerable and i was like that is such a good read of annabeth because I feel like the two-dimensional version of Annabeth is like, she's a bad bitch, but like, she's actually extremely vulnerable and like, puts herself in really vulnerable situations. And I was like, ooh, she gets Annabeth. I'm excited. Oh. I also liked how they talked about Rick was willing to explore different themes because he's had almost mm-hmm. 20 years since these books come out. He's had a lot of time to step away. He got, you know, hurt and burned by the movies. So he has some ideas coming in, but he also has some ideas to look at it from a fresh perspective in 2023. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited. Also, just like something that we learned outside of the press conference is the amount of money that they've put into this oh my show gosh. is insane. Yeah. It is Mandalorian season one level. Like they are going mm-hmm. to go hard. And I think that was really reflected in our last press conference when they were talking about the details they went into costumes and sets. Yeah. Like, things were so carefully curated and I'm jumping around because I'm super excited but most of my notes are about the thing that they talked about the most which was I think everyone always wants to ask like did you take anything from set I I had a note on that too I literally wrote they all took so much they're all thieves much they wiped the set clean all three of them listed like five different things they took usually in interviews the actors are like oh i i might have stolen one thing and walker's like i took the sword i'm like what and usually it's gifted after the series concludes (laughs) and he like this is season one he walked away with so so i wrote down everything that they took oh that's amazing order please read it so Walker took two Riptides, the metal version and the bamboo version, which Arian was like, how did they let you walk off of set in metal? And Dan Schwartz was like, how did they wa- let you go through TSA? Like, how did you travel with this? He took his armor. He took all of his outfits, including the Helm of Darkness. Incredible. Um, Arian took the flying shoes, and apparently he wears them almost daily. He got a bamboo oh. version of Riptide. Also, a deck of Mytho Magic cards, and which confirms that those are in those are in the first seri- season because those yeah. weren't mentioned until Nico. So they're gonna so like they build them, them in. Yeah. They're gonna have to release the game or the card deck. It's gonna oh, happen. I'm sure they're planning to. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Leia took the necklace with the like mm-hmm. um, Annabeth's father's ring on it, two shields, Annabeth's jacket, and the bamboo dagger, and at least one secret item which she wasn't allowed. She like stopped herself from sharing. So I wonder if it's a spoiler. I don't know. Probably. If I'll ever know. Now the showrunners. <laughs> it was so funny because they were like. Well, one of them was the showrunner, the other was the executive producer. I'm just going to call it. They were the adults in the room. We're the, the big the adults. adults. Yeah. The big adults. It was so funny because they knew. They were like, we both took Ares' sword and Walker was <laughs> devastated. He was like, I wanted that, even though he took <laughs> like three swords. <laughs> but not Ares' sword. He said that he like got something to like display Riptide in his home. He has it like <laughs> yeah. displayed now. I love these children. They're so funny. This is so fun. It was also really interesting. Someone asked them. Oh, this was funny though. Someone asked them about uh, Perka Beth, and they said Perky. They said no. It's per- they, said they said Perky Beth instead of Persa Beth. Yeah, they were like, "Can we ask? Want to ask you Perky Beth? Perky? Uh, yeah, Perka Beth." Yeah. Just like. The and kids all did was, a little side eye. Like they all yeah. clearly were like. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it in the Discord. I don't remember who said it, but someone was like, "Well, he's not Perky Jackson. Like he's Perky like, Jackson." I think it was so funny. I think so. Yeah. Oh, so um, good. One of my other so like little little funny notes that I had is they were talking about just like working with different actors on set um, and what it was like, especially for the for all the kids. I don't know their whole like cinematographer cinematography history i don't know but like walker and leah specifically have worked with a lot of adults before and not a lot of kids so they were asked what it was like to like be on a set with a lot of kids and she shared that like she wasn't sure how to like she was so used to being super polite that when she first like met arian she called him mr arian (laughs) And he was devastated. And, and that he just and he was like, "What?" Because he's like three years older, and she's like, "Yeah, I didn't talk to him like all day because I was so embarrassed <laughs> afterwards." It's like this is so cute. I love the stories coming out of this set. The chemistry between the three of them is so funny mm-hmm. because we're going to be able to watch it develop into a, probably a deeper friendship just because they're going to yeah. be coworkers hopefully for a long time, and also they're going to become older. I think right now they're. 14 and talking about like a developing budding romance and I know so really they look so to watch uncomfortable them blush. yeah oh. when they mentioned like oh yeah we're excited to see how Annabeth and Percy's relationship blossom especially in the tunnel of love and all of that stuff and they're mature about it but it was also like you know two 14 year olds talking about you could it. tell they felt a little awkward and it was really cute <laughs> yeah and also um, on my other note their fits as Leah and Arian's outfits. Walker was just wearing the Percy Jackson plaid. It seemed like that's mm-hmm. all he wears in any of his press. But Arian and Leah had great outfits on. I couldn't see the showrunners. Great. They were just like in the background and wearing yeah. normal man clothes. But they looked so <laughs> good. Ugh. I did like the showrunners were asked about working with teens. And mm-hmm. I liked their response. It was very gentle and it was very kind. It was like, oh, they're super immature. They handled super complex issues because these are deep comp- emotional yeah. storylines that they have to act out. 
But um, I think, and I've heard a lot of people talk about this as like working with kids can be kind of frustrating, but it's very fun because they bring a joy to the set, being young and silly and just being super pumped and enchanted to be on set when you have some seasoned veterans who are like, yeah, this is how it goes. This is a story. This is a show that we're doing. I think that Mm -hmm. being around teenagers who are like basically treating it like summer camp, pulling like yeah. quote-unquote pranks on each other. I think it's really fun. It seemed like they had a really fun time. Yeah, and I know Dan mentioned, I wrote down, that he was saying it was really cool to see this phenomenon of like he's never seen so many background actors get so into it the second they put on their costume. Like he was saying at Camp Half-Blood, the second they put on those orange shirts, like they all became, like their whole demeanor changed and they became characters because so many of the background actors are kids who love this series and they can create a character for themselves of like who they are at camp. And I think that is so fun. And I'm, I'm excited to see that on screen. All right. Well, I think we, we can talk about this forever. So oh, I think we, we have two other press conferences to talk yes. about. Yeah. So the second press conference happened today, December 6th, and it was with um, the VFX supervisors, um, Eric Henry and Jeff White. I don't remember who, well, only one of them spoke for most of the time. I don't remember who it was, but um, I really liked this press conference. Erin, unfortunately, wasn't able to attend. She came to the later press conference uh, with costume and set design. But, um, so I'll be basically telling Aaron about this right yes. now. <laughs> um, it was really fun because this one was, was formatted differently. It was a lot smaller, more intimate. Um, a lot of podcasters. We saw some of our friends in the, yeah. in the Zoom. So that was really fun. Um, also, we didn't ask questions. Questions were sent beforehand and then asked in a very conversational way. And it was more like Zoom university rather than like the press conference with the cast was like they were seated on a sofa it was very staged they had been brought to a studio to shoot this this was like people's houses who were calling in and talking about their work Mm -hmm. but these are very seasoned very um passionate workers so when we were talking about like all the incredible visual effects that need to happen it was really fun i have so many notes i don't know where to start with it was just like really cool like insider knowledge on how things were made for for example uh one of the questions was what monster they had most fun creating and i thought of you aaron because his answer was the minotaur they did they said the minotaur (gasps) was a huge one it had to be wowing because he's a kind of like low-key opening monster Uh, (laughs) and um he's just like a very complex creature to make and they have to make him scary and believable because it's such a dramatic scene um, I also, the thing that I thought was really cool is they started talking about centaurs. And so how they had to make uh, mm. Chiron is normally apparently the way they make centaurs in uh, different movies, which he's seen and done, is they have a guy stand on a box and then they like video a horse. And so the when we watch hmm. the movie, you can see the horse of yeah, yeah. moving and prancing. <laughs> So yes. they didn't want to do that. So they were, and the lighting is off. So what they actually had is the actor sat on the hor- a horse the entire time. Oh, interesting. So huh. the lighting would match up, and then the actions of the horse would make sense. So if he, like the horse is starting to trot in a circle, the actor's going to move with it. Like he's going to go with oh. it. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. That'll be fun to see. Um, 
And then they asked, like, how much work did you have to do with the actors? And they, he just basically said Aryan had to work with a motion coach because he's got an entire torso below his torso is goat. Yeah. But apparently he was really great. He didn't even need to be reminded. He walked on a set, immediately was up on his toes. He had to wear a special set of shorts that maintained the volume of having fluffy legs. And he did <laughs> so a great cool. job. That's going to be really um, fun to see. I'm just like, there's like so much uh, that they talked about. He just like went off and I was, I, I took so many notes because I was fascinated by this one. This one was like mm-hmm. very interesting. I think it's like the difference between the cast is like much younger. There was a group of six of them. Yeah. No, five mm-hmm. of them, five. which is a lot. Yeah. And then they're getting questions like asked. There was the, the pause of Zoom connecting and mics mm-hmm. being turned on. It was a little bit slower. This one was like just a con. You just got to watch him like essentially lecture on. Mm-hmm visual effects um oh Cerberus that was really fun because he's described as a Rottweiler in the books and so they wanted to experiment with other breeds and they realized they can't because so much of his behavior is dependent on him specifically being a Rottweiler so they had to choose a Rottweiler and then built it off of that that's so cute so I one of our questions that we asked was about camp and so they talked about camp. The set is real cabins. They found, they did location scouting. They found a forest. They have real cabins, but inside is where they put um, visual effects. Mm-hmm. And the outside is a live feed from like the live action set. Mm-hmm. And so um, also the other thing that they mentioned was designing the iris messages to Luke. Um, they were like, oh, how do we bring a concept like iris messaging to life? And one of uh, the, one of the, his uh, coworkers basically was able to bring that light effect by shining an iPhone light through a bottle of Listerine. Oh. And they wow. just used that and superimposed it into when they were making visual effects. That's so interesting. Huh. My favorite, and it has been seen in almost all of these press conferences, is every adult who's involved in this has an attachment to these books. Yes. So he was mentioning mm-hmm. his stepkids and his kids grew up all our different ages, but they all have a like grew up or like have read these books and are very passionate about it. And so he's like, I have to think about the fans. I'm like, will this make the fans happy? If I do it in a way that it's not visualized for them, they're not going to be happy about it. So they had to be very meticulous about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had a lot more just a random facts to say but we don't have to (laughs) (laughs) i don't want us to take up the whole time so we can move on to the next press conference yeah sure i think all that's something i noticed from that one so this first i should we should probably say their names i don't have the email up oh i have it up don't worry okay dan and tish so dan henna and tish monahan it's it's my last name but spelled with a g yeah (laughs) okay monahan that's really cool okay so dan henna is the production designer and tish monahan is the costume designer and so we got to chat with them uh today just now um in the Mm -hmm. afternoon and aaron got to join for that one too so that one was fun to be able to share with her yeah so that was really cool and i think that kind of what you were just saying about them all having a connection to the books that was something i noticed is like all of them both of them brought up when asked questions you know about designing the set or the costumes they brought up using the book as reference um i think that tish mentioned at one point like how 
you know, they'd, they'd go to the Ryordans and ask, like, what do you think of this? And the Ryordans did say, like, you know, go to the book, but also gave them some, like, creative license, which I think is a big deal, considering how Rick has been, uh, he's been hurt before by <laughs> ex- movie executives, so I th- I think the fact that he trusts them and that they trust him and there's this conversation is a really good sign. Um, and I found it interesting, like, how much goes into, like, deciding, like, what shirt Percy's gonna wear, you know? Like, I'm yeah. like, I wouldn't have thought twice about what collar is on his plaid shirt, but that's apparently a point of, like, discussion for the costume design team. Well, this was an interesting conversation because I know in the fandom it's been discussed and people had wanted the original like when the tv show came out for it to take place in the original time Mm. frame of having it be in the early 2000s yeah but they're not doing that they're making it happen in 2023 yeah because it's Mm -hmm. you know also presented to a younger audience and something i didn't think about is how different the fashion like some aspects of fashion are the same but some aspects especially for children have changed so much Mm -hmm. and so tish was talking about how to make costumes that when rick describes them in books in, 20, in 2003, she needs to be able to translate that into something a child would wear in 2023. Yeah. And kind of being, I think she described it as like classic costume design, like, you know, timeless almost things that have been seen throughout decades, but just like modernized to right now. So they're not wearing anything that's going to like completely place them in this specific time, I think. Um, it's going to be more classic stuff, which is exciting. Because then, you know, you could pretend in your head if you really wanted it to be the early 2000s, you could pretend it is. Yeah, I think people wanted early 2000s because they wanted the music. They wanted the music. Like, the typical teen pop, like, mm-hmm. punk to be narrating Percy's life. Yeah. Also, I wonder like, if they'll have Grover still know Hillary Duff songs or if they'll, like, change that to something else, you know? And it's going to be interesting because it's going to have a varied reaction because a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, I feel like, older kids and millennials are going to be really attached to the fact that Grover knows Hilary Duff, but yeah. it's going to be lost on the main target audience, which is mm-hmm. you know, new, new, a new audience, and they probably won't do Hilary Duff. Yeah, we'll see. Do you we'll think, see. what's his face? What's his name? The lounge, yes. the, the one that Ch- Chiron's obsessed with. What? Chiron? The music, yeah, he, oh he's like, my God. kills the birds. What is that? Your dad gave us a little educational history on him. He did. He did. What was his name? Anyway, my question is, do we think that they're going to bring him up or are they going to choose somebody else who's like a, someone who's old Dean enough? Martin. Like, Dean, Dean Martin. Dean Martin. Thank you. Do you You're think welcome. they're going to use Dean Martin again or are they going to choose? I don't know. Oh, that'll be else. interesting. Like something more relevant to kids now yeah. as like a song that would, you know, scare off the demon pigeons or whatever. Okay, so they also I also had in my notes they were asked about like their favorite costume or favorite set. Um and Tish said her favorite costume was for a tree dryad named Helena. Um and that sounded really cool that I'm excited to like spot that because a lot of work went into that costume and like making sure the the marks on the dress aligned with the marks on the tree that she's emerging from. So that's gonna be really cool. And I had that Dan said for the favorite set was Hades's palace, specifically his lounge room behind the throne room. And I'm like, that's, I'm excited for that set already. Any of the, like, yeah. the god 
dwellings like Olympus and uh, Hades' palace, like anything that is related to that. I'm so excited to see what they do, especially with the budget they have. They were, uh, Dan was also talking about how they were mapping uh, location scouting and they found mm. an abandoned antique yeah. mall to make oh. for the Lotus Hotel and casino. So cool. And they, they had to figure out a way to black out all the windows inside the hotel so you can't tell time is passing because the whole mm-hmm. point is like, you know, time is passing rapidly. Um, and I thought that was so cool. I'm very excited to, I'm sure we won't notice it cause it's going to look like, yeah. a, like a proper casino, but it's so crazy that that's how they built that. I mean, the way that back to the earlier press conference, they were talking about the tunnel of love and they built a 60 foot tank in order to make wow. the tunnel of love and, you know, in the vault room with animations being played on the walls. And mm-hmm. I think that's just crazy. The amount of work that has gone into this. Yeah, I do always love learning about like the behind the scenes things of how much work or like how they made a certain set work. Um, Because it makes it fun when you when you rewatch or when you watch it and you already knew that stuff and you can see like what all went into it. It's fascinating. Um, Another thing that is interesting, and I don't know, Erin, you might have to remind me. So in the original Percy Jackson book, for a lightning mm-hmm. thief, Medusa is dressed. She's in like a burka, isn't she? Yeah, mm-hmm. like she's supposed mm-hmm. to be. And then they instead talked about a hat with a veil that they made for mm-hmm. her. Um, I think the actress's name is Jessica, so I think it makes sense that they wouldn't try to put her. In. Yeah, I don't know her ethnicity. I don't know. What well, she didn't they like, have I... Uma Thurman <laughs> in the movie? Yeah, they did. You're totally right. <laughs> yep. I don't think they cared. Um, no, they did at different times. Sacked dude what a yeah, missed right? opportunity truly 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 but yeah that'll be interesting i think that's a a good thing to update from the original text um yeah let's see what else um oh the fact that tish had to make greek armor and then make it adjustable mm-hmm. because the kids are all different sizes yeah and one of the references that she used was the imagery from the met to design the the armor to make it look like greek antiquity that's so cool she also yeah. referenced when describing the range of sizes children are she said five feet to six foot two which means that i fall into the short range of a child <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy that these 12 year olds and like some are can't six like foot eight two? year olds and stuff yeah well I'm maybe sure they didn't cast as many because I think there's yeah, different children. laws with, like, child actors, and I don't know if it's everyone under 18 can't work a certain amount of hours, or if it's, like, depends on how far below 18 you are, but maybe they don't have as many little kids. I don't know. Well, that's what... Or they're um, all five my... feet tall. Oh, maybe. <laughs> and there's one six-foot-two kid. Yeah. Um, in my press conference, the second press conference... Um, we basically were told, you know how there was a lot of complaints, especially like with Avengers and stuff like that, that it just becomes like a green room or a blue room mm, and the yeah. actors have to make things up. A lot of, there was a lot more practical effects cool. in this one. And also because they were expecting kids to act. So they want them to be able to interact with the world around them. Yeah. But at the same time, a lot of the, the blue room and green room was used so that the kids could shoot night scenes in the day because they're children oh. and they don't want to be making them stay yeah. up too late and kind of grab the right nighttime shots and stuff like that that's smart that's really cool huh yeah and they don't have to be sleep deprived they should do that no. for adults <laughs> i know honestly 
All right. I mean, we could talk forever about this stuff. I'm sure that as you watch the um, show, we'll have more to say because we'll remember yes. little facts and see little Easter eggs and behind the scenes mm-hmm. facts that we'll know. But Erin, do you want to tell our listeners the good news about? Yeah, I would love to. So we have more exciting news that we're not allowed to share about till the 14th again. So when this comes out, we it will have, we will be will have long we probably won't have processed it yet but we got sent advanced screenings of the first four episodes which is so cool we have not started them yet we're planning to watch the first one together tonight and then we'll probably watch the rest on our own it'll be really cool for us to be able to also like record episodes so they can come out like the day of the episode um just for those first four so that's also important for you all as listeners to know um for our schedule for the first, I guess, four episodes. The first two drop on the 20th, and then the following third and fourth. Those we can release, like, the day that the episodes that the episodes drop on Disney+. Plus. But uh, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth episode, we will probably not do our recap immediately. Like, we need time to watch it and then record it. So we'll, we'll have to figure out how long that takes us to do. But that's very exciting. And I also feel like, you know, we're so, like, I have the episodes in my email right now. Like, how wild is that? Oh. I'm so excited. If we hadn't promised to watch it together, and I mean, I really want to watch it with you, I would have watched it the moment that hit my email. Like, Same. Sitting from my computer, not paying attention immediately. Ignore the rest Same. of the world. I've, you know, I've really had to hold, I'm gonna, after we watch the first one, I'm gonna go home and be like, let's go! <laughs> Binge the whole thing, Binge yeah. the rest. Except then, I, I told Mike, I was like, you really benefit from this, because, I like, know. you live, like, you get to see these. I feel like he wasn't as excited as I would have thought, but that's fine. <laughs> well, it's so funny, because the opposite, so the same friend who told me that we were not qualified to <laughs> yes. do the press drunk, yeah. that's my roommate, so I live with her. And so <laughs> she was, on the other hand, she thought, she was like, oh yeah, press conference, that makes more sense for you, but then she was really excited about hearing that we got screened, she's like, that's cool, that makes sense, that feels like you guys have got something yeah. in advance. And I was we like, yeah, did. it does. It's so exciting and i've also seen on twitter circulate circulating that there's like advanced screenings in different cities that are going to be happening and i i'll try to like reshare it on instagram in case it's in like any of your cities i think a lot of them were on like the 16th or 17th or 18th before i don't know by the time this episode comes out if they'll still be like available tickets but you know, it doesn't hurt to Google. I mean, I'm like, I'm not planning to go because we get them and I don't want to like take up a ticket for a fan that yeah, like exactly. hasn't seen it. Um, but super cool. They're doing a lot of work, I think, to connect with the fans, which is awesome. And yeah, we're excited to, to watch it. I feel like, well, yeah, we can't tell you all what happens in it, but we can uh, tease that we're excited. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to talk about. I'm so excited to revisit Percy Jackson. I Me too. Him. Yeah. Me too. And I haven't power. read the books like I know. I haven't read the books since we did the books. So that was yeah. like three years ago, and so that feels like it'll. I'm excited to like get back into uh, the the PJO original, the world of it, um, and see what they did. 
And I, it's so, I just feel so cool that I get a screener. Like, I'm like, that's all to you, our listeners. You have done this for us. (laughs) Honestly, we can't tell you anything we have watched. Like, we can't spoil anything for you, but we thank you. (laughs) We can make you content just at an appropriate time. Yeah. We can, like, you know, tell you that we liked it. (laughs) Yeah. But we're excited. But yeah, the first episode, I guess, where we're recapping, the first two drop on December 20th. I'm not actually sure how long the episodes are. We'll see after we watch it tonight. We'll either do like one big episode. We'll probably do one big episode and recap the first two, and that'll drop on the 20th or 21st for you all to listen to right after you watch the show. So that's what our schedule is for now. And just stay tuned on, on the rest of it. Yeah. See you on the other side. Yeah. Oh, Don't forget we to do all the things. <laughs> yeah. Media. We've been wrote you this episode. This episode and last episode, we didn't have like a proper outline. We've been rogue. We did our intro rogue. We're doing our outro rogue. So this is like a lot. But uh, yeah, make sure you follow us on all on the social medias. You can email us. Links in the description, etc., etc. <laughs> Join our Discord. Like, it'll be yeah. fun to see you guys there and chat with you. So, yeah, that'll be fun. I'm sure people will be like reacting to the episode in there. So, I'm excited yeah. to, to see that and chat with you all. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.